If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you will love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, big news. Chick-fil-A is testing a brand new milkshake. See how this flavor hits you. Butterscotch crumble. Uh, They're only testing it in Salt Lake City, though, because apparently those folks order more milkshakes per capita than anywhere else in the U.S. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Second, did you hear Taco Bell sauce packets are a hot item on eBay? This is so weird because you can get them for free at any Taco Bell. So why are they? What's the dealy deal? I could not figure it out. I'm like, okay, you guys, you do you. If you want to spend money on free packets, that's your thing. Finally, in the world of food, remember grape nut cereal disappeared from store shelves last year? Yeah, Yeah. Well, they are finally back in stock, baby. And if you paid widely inflated prices on the black market to get your hands on a box, the company may uh, be willing to reimburse you. Really? Yeah, Post makes grape nuts. And yeah, you might be eligible for reimbursement. Because <laughs> they were like, you love us so much. Little grape nut kickback. You overpaid. <laughs> You've heard of al fresco, right? Dining outside. Well, coming up, the latest trend, al desco. You've heard of al fresco dining, you know, where we eat our meals outside. But you ha- have you heard of the latest trend, al desco Four in ten people have been working from home this past year, plan on taking their laptop and working outside hmm. as the weather improves. So they nicknamed it Aldesco. <laughs> um, we're hoping the Aldesco workspace will improve our moods and give us a break from staring at the same four walls. And um, this is funny because when I'm out walking Alex the Wonder Mutt, I see my neighbor Andy taking Zoom calls on his front porch. Hmm. In fact, it took me months to finally meet him. Because he was always on a Zoom call, and I didn't want to wave like, hi, I'm your new neighbor. So I think people are doing Aldesco quite a bit. You know how everybody feels like, oh, man, I love working from home. I never want to go back to the office again. There's actually one group of people, Kev, that are like, "Uh, I don't know if this is going to be so good for me to work from home indefinitely. Mm. We'll talk about it next. So you know how everyone's like, I love working from home. I love no commute. I love being able to walk to the kitchen for coffee or food anytime I want. I love being there with my dog. Well, there is a a small group of people that are like, I don't like it. Uh, There's something important that I'm missing out on. And it's young adults working from home. They're afraid that they're not going to be able to develop the relationships (laughs) with people higher up. To climb the corporate ladder. <laughs> that's because, a very good point. Think about it. I mean, that's that's like been my main contact with people in authority in my life is like at the coffee pot or so, in the hallway. Like, hey, boss, the hot that haircut looks really good on you. So the uh, the corporate go getter this year then has been doing like private Zoom meetings with the boss. How long have you been doing Zoom meetings with the boss? How long has this been going? Just the two of you? Just the two of us. Yeah, I just reached out and he was like, absolutely, let's chat. So yeah, once a week he's been mentoring me. Oh, that'll get the competitive spirit going. But no, on a very serious note, I mean, I do not do well on Zoom. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine if I was just starting out in my career and I was trying to like, Prove myself to people yeah. above me. I don't know. I'm, I'm just really good in person. One-on-one. I mean, it's a funny thing to say, someone who's in the radio business. But you know what I mean. Like, when it comes to, like, the whole, like, hierarchy at a company, I can't imagine doing it over Zoom. Do you see what I mean? Don't I stop laughing the, at me. I just love the way you said, I'm, I'm really good in person. 
That's my that's my wheelhouse. Oh yeah, I so admit that. Wouldn't you rather talk to a boss in person than over the phone or Zoom? Some some people might say it would be a little more humble to say I'm better in person. Oh. Not, I'm really good in person. <laughs> One of the rare moments Taylor had some self-esteem, and she's getting called down. out for it. Yes. I actually had a compliment yeah, about myself. Really good in person. First time in twenty years. This Zoom call does not do me justice. <laughs> Think about it for a minute. You win almost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a game show. What's the first thing you would buy? The first thing well, you would spend money I was actually on? thinking the first thing I always do is I would tell no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to know anyone asking for loans I'd, or anything? I'd, I'd tell Tracy. I'd tell my wife and that would be it. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I, don't, I think we'd probably travel. Yeah. We'd, we'd, oh. we'd, we'd do like a dream trip somewhere we've never been. Fly first class the That's, whole day. Oh, fly first class. Yeah, wow. I, I think I'd, like that I'd go frugal and just do multiple trips. But a guy named Scott Colbrenner won $145,000 on Wheel of Fortune and uh, he thankfully said something to his wife before he went on the show he's like let's have a little fun with this if I win let's donate the money to charity if I win anything Mm -hmm. he never dreamed he would win (laughs) $145,000 but because he had made the commitment he stood up for it and he gave his money split it between Uplift Family Services which helps children and their families recover from trauma. And the other half went to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. Hmm. And he's like, it's been a really tough year. I'm on the board of Uplift. I love the work that they do. And my wife and I are fine. We can pay the bills. We want to give the money away. And every single penny he donated to charity. That's cool. Go Scott. Did he win? I haven't watched that show in like decades. Do you can't, do you win like trips and other stuff too? Did he get any I other? think so. I, I don't, I think it was all cash. I don't think there was any trips. I might be or confusing that in the Price is Right showcase showdown or something. I don't know. No, I think, are there little panels on the wheel that say like vacation or trip or. I don't know. Car or something. I think I don't, I don't know. My, my parents your love parents, that show. Yeah, ask your mom or dad. Yeah, they would know. <laughs> Everybody's mom and dad will know. You know it. You've been there. There's an art to gift giving. And uh, someone gave me a gift, a pretty much a no reason gift. They called it a housewarming gift. Okay. And it arrived in the mail. And I was like, oh, wow. And it was based on a conversation we had had um, with a friend of mine that apparently... Um, they feel like dryer balls are a must. Wool dryer balls. Those little spiky things you throw in the No, dryers? they're not spiky. They're just round. They almost look like misshapen tennis balls. Okay. And on the package, it said it was going to like make my dryer more energy efficient, that my clothes were going to be less wrinkled, and that it was just going to be life-changing. So I threw, it said put them, all six of them. I got half a dozen. I threw them in there and... It's very loud now when I run the dryer. <laughs> they bounce around in there. <laughs> and so far, I haven't noticed anything life-changing. Like, I'm, I'm excited to finally wash this certain set of sheets in there. Because if those can come out not wrinkled, I'll be like, ooh, I'm a dryer ball believer. <laughs> but right now, I'm just like, I feel right like I've got to... Dryer ball skeptic. I am. Because I feel like I've got to remember to close the door of the laundry mm-hmm. room because they're so mm-hmm. loud beating around in there and part of me is like are they going to make my clothes wear and tear faster because anyway i had never heard of wool dryer balls in my life until 
Are you sure this you're, conversation with you're a not friend being tricked? They... You're not being punked? <laughs> no, it looked like a real product. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of wool dryer balls? I've, I've never heard of those. I had never heard of them either. So Tracy may have. I can't speak for Tracy, but I've I've never heard I of them. I asked my sister about them, and she said, oh, I had those, and they kind of can get a little, like, they're escape artists. She said, you'll go to fold clothes, and there'll be one, like, under the bed or rolling down the hallway. How big are they? Because I'm thinking they would be chewed up by my dogs. If if one of them escaped, oh, yeah. it would be, it lifespan would. of that thing would be very short. They look short. like misshapen tennis balls. Mm. Same size, different color. <laughs> so, anyway, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. Maybe it'll be life-changing. Yeah, please, please do. <laughs> So have you ever been super proud of your kid for some type of award or a A-plus on a paper they got? They bring it home and they're like, look what I got, Mom. Look what I got, Dad. And you're like, way to go. And then upon further investigation, you find that it's really not a big deal. Wait till you hear what this one kid brought home from school that Dad was like, are you kidding me? I'll tell you about it next. So have you ever had your kid come home with like some kind of award or something? You're like, that's great, son. That's, that's great. Fantastic. Way to go. Well, this guy named Hal... His son came home with an award, and when he saw it, took a closer look at it, he said, you need to take that back tomorrow morning and apologize. Here's the award that he got. His son came home with the Great at Sharing Award from daycare. So you would think, wow, that's fantastic. Way to go. Yeah. But then he looks, um, and (laughs) it said... Great. He, he was surprised because his son's strong suit is not sharing. His son is not a good share, but he got a great sharing. But then he saw the name on the bottom of it and it said, great, great at sharing. Alan. <laughs> it's not his son's name. Oops. <laughs> Kids stole a great for sharing award. Great listen, at sharing award. Before you accuse him of stealing, perhaps Alan was so good at sharing, he shared his award yeah. with this other kid. That could be the true story. You never know. Kids stole the great at sharing award oh, and then tried to pass it off with dad. And he's in daycare. Oh, my goodness. You got your hands full with that one, sir. So I think there are two kinds of people in the world at this time of the year, every year. Those that are obsessed with March Madness in their brackets and the rest of us who are kind of like, meh. It's okay, but I'm not, I'm not going to like live and die by it. So let's talk about that. What kind of person you are and what kind of March Madness would get you obsessed? We'll talk about it next. So at this time of the year, every year, there's two kinds of people in this world. Those that live and die by their brackets, right? And they get really stressed about them. They watch every minute of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. And then there's uh, those of us that are like, whatever. Yeah. You know, if, if, if a team I have some kind of allegiance to is in it, I might watch. Like Maryland was in it this year. Mm-hmm. They won their first game. Yay! I didn't watch the second game they lost, so my interest is now zero. That's kind of how Glenn is a little bit with Texas, yeah. My wife's was was zero before, even before that, even though she's from mm-hmm. Maryland, too. She just doesn't care. Um, but a lot of wives have husbands who are living and dying by their brackets right now. So I said to Tracy, when we were watching the Maryland game, she was you know, appeasing me by sitting there watching it with me. What would you be interested in? What kind of March man if they had brackets and they eliminated stuff as we went along so she decided these are the three things that she would be into okay cooking shows if they had a march madness of cooking shows travel shows or those home funny home video shows Ah, that's good (laughs) 
And I said, well, the home video show is kind of like that. The America's Funniest Videos. Yeah. Because they narrow it down to mm-hmm. three, and then they have it's a third, second, winner. and a first. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's kind, and then they have a big finale at the end of the year. So it's, they already kind of do that. But what I'm wondering is, think about it for a minute, Taylor. What what kind of March Madness show would you be, or, or Brackets Tournament, would you be into watching? How about you? Give us a call. Hey, Jackie, we're talking about Mar- March Madness, and my wife really isn't into the whole basketball thing. I'm kind of meh on it. Um, but what kind of March Madness brackets would you like to see? Um, the one that was about cooking would be an interesting one. I would love to see that. But also, I would love to see like DIY, like home renovations. Like, ah, I don't know. Home like, renovations. That would, that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be? Because I'm always trying to learn how to fix something around my apartment and then like to see people like go to the, like, like I don't know, that would be something fun to watch, like people, you know, redoing their kitchen cabinets or something. Okay, yeah, and have a little uh, tournament of of who does it best. How about this one, Jackie? How about brackets that show the best romantic comedies? (laughs) Which one are the funniest? Which one are the most romantic? Oh, yeah, that would be fun. That would be a really good one. Yeah. That would be fun. Or, like, maybe, like, a date show. I know they have things like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. But how they like, who can do like the best date? Like, have couples like plan the best like surprise date. And then Who's your favorite like, couple? You were that's like when we did the budget Romeo challenge oh, right. on the Kevin yeah, and Taylor yeah, yeah. show. People oh, had to come up with yeah, a date on a budget, right? right. Yeah, and that would be fun too. And then somebody can get a little like maybe five hundred dollars in their pocket or something. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. Good ideas, Jackie. Are you trying to teach your kids to never give up on their dreams? This mom is inspiring her own kids and people everywhere. Evelyn finally passed the bar exam after 10 years of trying. She took the bar exam 10 times. uh, No, 12 times before she finally passed. You don't give up. You keep trying. Exactly. That's what she tells her kids. Don't give up. Keep trying. So, Mm. whew. That is some determination. I my husband took the bar exam. Was it once or twice? I think once. Turns out twelfth time is a charm. That thing is hard. I can't imagine, imagine having dated it twelve times. The law probably changed multiple Seriously, times over the course yeah, of her. You got to stay up to date. For, You're right. right. Are you like many who feel like there are a lot of upsides to this past year coming up? This is a big one when it comes to your kids. Do you feel like there are a lot of upsides to this past year? This is a big one when it comes to your kids. Six in ten children would now describe their parents as their best friends hmm. after a year of not going out much and homeschooling online. Even parents with kids who were able to be in the classroom in certain states say all the extra time at home playing with their kids equaled a closer relationship. Uh, The research also found it's not just children who think of their parents as their best friends. 71% of moms and dads feel the same way about their kids. So that is definitely a big upside to this past year. Before you start thinking you're a cool dad or cool mom, it reminds me of that movie that Tom Hanks was in where he was stranded on the island and the volleyball becomes his best friend. (laughs) Because you have no one else. Wilson! (laughs) I love you, man. My mom is my best friend. Because <laughs> I have no friends. <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> I thought this was like the sweetest little like 
rom-com story and you're right, like right it's because you're stranded on an island that is your home <laughs> they, they, okay, you have no one else here's how the the video works of this okay there's a close-up shot of the kid and the mm-hmm. kid's like yeah my mom's my my best friend now after going and then they they zoom out and it's a volleyball with a wig on <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Now you're reminding me of that scary movie. What is it? The Bates Hotel? I don't know. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Before we get too carried away with being besties, let's remember the pool of people. So much for the road. Like the. Hallmark story about our families. (laughs) Kevin just killed it. Okay, I think I have. An example of why this whole my parents are my best friends now after the year of lockdown, why that's that when things get back to normal, which seems like it's you know right around the corner, um, it's it, it's it's going to it's not going to last. And I have that's sad wisdom. <laughs> I have I have ancient wisdom mm. to share with you from the 80s <laughs> as, as, okay. to, as to why I believe this is true. We'll talk about it next. So we're talking about this uh, this deal where where a lot of kids now are saying that through the restrictions of the last year and staying home more that their their best friend is now their mom and dad parents, and dad their parents, parents are their yeah. best friend and I don't want to bust anybody's bubble but but you're going need, to <laughs> we need to look at some of the wisdom of years gone by I mean I'm talking go way back let's go to the ancients I'm talking the 1980s. And the movie The Breakfast Club, which is steeped in wisdom. But at the very end of the movie, if you're not familiar with the movie, which I just found out Griffin, our producer, has never seen The Breakfast Club? What's wrong with oh, you? Oh, that doesn't surprise me. You live me. in a cave? How can you have not? It's like your husband's never seen Home Alone. No, he never How has. How do you get through life in America in 2021 without having seen those movies? <laughs> Anyhow, I digress. The Breakfast Club is these kids get together on a Saturday for detention, and they are from very different social groups within the high school. There's a geek, there's a jock, there's the prom queen, there's the rebel guy, there's all these different groups of people. And they would never hang out together under any other circumstance, but through detention, they wind up bearing their souls to each other, and they become really tight over the course of this afternoon. But then at the end of the day, the kind of dorky guy asks the question, What's going to happen on Monday? And, and here's what they say. It's going to happen on some Monday. Oh, be honest, Andy. If Brian came walking up to you in the hall on Monday, what would you do? I know exactly what you'd do. You'd say hi to him, and when he left, you'd cut him all up so your friends wouldn't think that you really liked him. Now, that's what's going to happen, Mom and Dad, at carpool line. <laughs> when things get back to normal, you're going to be like, I'm so glad we're now best friends. Give me, give me a hug, and they're going to start pulling away already. When they see their friends, they're going to be like... Mom, and then they're going to walk up to their friends and you're going to roll the window and I'll be like, bye, honey, have a great day. And they're going to give you that little kind of like half wave, like, <laughs> why do you have to borrow from tomorrow's trouble? Why can't we just enjoy the best friends for now I just and not think s- about the future? I, want to set, I don't want to set anyone up for heartache. Come that first day back to normal school and dropping your kid off in carpool line where you, mom, innocently think we're best friends now. I even went through the drive-thru and got her a latte mocha frappe. She loves me. And she's going to walk into that crowd of friends and you will cease to be her bestie. That's all I'm saying. And by the way, that's not your role in her life anyway. I'm, I'm, like, look how I'm personifying this because I have three daughters. I have a son too, but three daughters. That's not your role in their, in their life. Your role is not to be their bestie. 
This is like instead of like an inspirational parenting seminar, it's like I'll give you a reality check. This is how it's gonna go with Kevin. <laughs> you have to say it that way every time. Every time you say the seminar title. I'm just trying to soften the blow. That's all. <sighs> Let's just have a, another a reset for just a minute about this whole like your kids view you as your best friend because mm-hmm. they've been with you so much in the past year. Even if your kids are off at school, you, you know, you're spending more time together as a family. And Kev, you've always said it's not quality time, it's quantity time. So at least that's no, get, that's no, no, happening. No, no, I've said the opposite. I, I've qu- said it's quality, not quantity. Oh, I thought They're, you said it's oh, quantity. No, no, no. The like, quali- okay, the, the, it's a little more nuanced than that. It's that quality is the result of quantity right, time. Right. Exactly. Like right. spend, like okay. just go run an errand with your daughter, right. and all the more of a sudden she's going to open spend, up. The more opportunity right. for quality right, time. Right, right, right. So if you are worried about when things get back to normal, and there's all the games and sports and activities and proms and things like that, of kind of like losing touch with her kids the good news is i'm really good friends with my mom now like i went through the rebellious stage i went through the mom don't kiss me don't hug me i did all that and now we're we're good friends and so there's something to look forward to how's that oh yeah i don't come back around yeah no one's no one's like denying that but what i am saying is when the schools have every kids are still school age don't expect to be pal, you know, gal pals. Right, we got <laughs> that part, forward, but right. I was trying to turn it positive, and now you're t- you're getting it back down again. No, I'm not, it's not <laughs> being down. It's reality is not being down. It's I not. can't handle the truth. Okay, apparently you can't. <laughs> And you don't even have kids. I, oh, but I have nieces and nephews that, <laughs> that have reached you? that eye roll stage. They're yeah, and I miss they, them so do much. Do they actively shun you? Actively, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have. They have been invited to my house for meals and asked their parents, "Can we please stay home?" Wow. Yeah. It's oh yeah. It's and my mom always like she talks me off the ledge she's like honey it's just that age they'll come back your parents will talk remember you were a jerk for a while too <laughs> exactly that's what I was saying you grew out of it <laughs> so uh, real quick I haven't mentioned this yet uh, if you guys could I know this might sound small in the big scope of global things but uh, our dog Charlie our, our Galgo he's a Spanish uh, greyhound uh, he's he had to have a little procedure done yesterday. Yesterday, oh no! And it's right on like we call it his wrist, right by his paw. So it's a very tender area. Aww. Um, and he's got the the big ace bandage padded wrap. He's got the cone of shame. Aww, the whole bit. Now, this is a so dog tough. that usually loves nothing more than running around the backyard with our other four dogs. So keeping him inside, not running around, we have to like we can't let him out back. We have to walk him. For like two weeks straight. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's going to drive him crazy, which is going to drive us crazy. Did you guys get any sleep last night? Um, my wife got up at one thirty in the morning because he was downstairs and we kept him in a crate. As they said, don't let him go up and down steps because mm. that'll bend his little wrist. So we kept him downstairs in the crate while he was crying. So, Aw, poor baby Charlie. I told you guys before, I'm dead to the world <laughs> when Tracy. I go to sleep. Tracy, just it was like it was like we had a two year old yeah. again. The mom mom instinct jumped into action and uh yeah, one thirty in the morning. When I woke up this morning, she was downstairs with him. I said, What did you just come down? She goes, 
I've been here since one thirty. <laughs> oh, poor Tracy. It's going to be a long two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So keep Charlie and me and Tracy in your prayers, if you don't mind. So uh, normally we talk to Griff about this time. Do you have anything uh, anything good he wants to tell us yes, about? Yes, no? he said his five-year-old son, Thatcher, had a big accomplishment yesterday. Ooh. Can't wait what's, to hear what's going on. So Griff, uh, Taylor was just saying that um, Thatcher, your son, yeah. had an achievement, a first-time ever achievement last night. What was it? He did, yeah. You know, uh, this week, T-ball started, games started. Right. He had his first right? couple games this week. And in this league, the coach throws them two pitches first. Okay. And if they don't hit it, they hit off the tee. Okay. Um, Thatcher's had a tough time with coach pitch. Even in the backyard, me and him playing around. Okay. The coordination, just not there yet. Yeah, he's a little kid. Yeah. He's only five, right? Right. But on the tee, he crushes the ball. Like, he's great off the tee. Okay. Well, last night, on his last at bat, on the coach pitch, he hit the ball and got a base hit. Yeah! And he was so excited. Oh my gosh, that is awesome! Before he even ran to first, he turns around with the biggest smile and looks at my uh, wife uh-huh. in the in the uh, crowd and waves at her and just smiling. <laughs> and we're like, run, buddy, run, run, run! run. <laughs> and then he runs to first. And, oh, uh, that's such a special moment. But you can see I he was it. like legitimately proud of himself. Yeah. Like, he was so happy and he how finally proud did were it. were you, Dad? Oh, so excited. It was awesome. Yeah, because yeah. you grew up playing baseball and now... Now he's following your footsteps. Yeah, right? yeah. That's Circle of so life. Sweet. Now, um, proud of him. Mom's crying. You're excited. Aren't you coaching this year? Didn't you say you stepped up? I'm to helping be a coach now. This I'm year? helping now. Yeah. So are you doing any of the pitching? No, the main coach was pitching. I was right behind Thatcher when he was hitting. Okay, you know, so right you, there. You go up there and you're like, "All right, yeah. come on, buddy. Come this on. is where you stand. You know, here's what you do." Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that adds pressure to it. Maybe. Oh my gosh, my dad is right there. <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble doing. He doesn't this. like it when I tell him where to stand. He gets, "Dad, stop!" <laughs> <laughs> now you said he turned to wave at mommy, and you're right behind him. How loud did you yell? Run, run! Thatcher. Oh yeah, I'm yelling, "Run!" the whole yeah. time. Yeah, right first. Come on. <laughs> Good. No, no. Griff beat him to first base. <laughs> come on, come on! <laughs> That's so fun. That's cool. Congrats, congrats, Thatch. Okay, I'm going to sound like I'm making excuses for myself, but you ever get super tired, super worn out, and then something bad happens and you act like a two year old? <laughs> that was me last night. I'll fess up next. You were saying about how you're making an excuse for yourself well, or something? Well, I sound like I am, yeah, but well, yeah. Well, don't be ashamed of that, because if you don't make excuses for yourself, mm-hmm. who will make them for you? <laughs> right. No one. So there's only one reason that I decided to share this story, because it's very embarrassing. And that is the only reason we share any of our stories on the Kevin and Taylor show is so that you can feel like, oh, great. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's that's the whole point. And so this was one of those moments where there had been all these little stressors leading up to this moment, all kinds of little things happening, like calls from family members with some illness reports and things that had really kind of already kind of stressed me out and hyped me up. Well, my husband had to run a couple of errands and he decided to take our dog with him. And while they were gone, I thought, oh, I have needed to mop these floors so badly and you're not supposed to walk on them until they dry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it while I've got the house to myself. And I thought I was like, miss, like get her done, like efficient. Like I was using this special spray that my husband bought because he's like, we're not messing up these floors in this house we bought and he wants to, you know, keep them nice. And I finished the whole thing and I was just like so tired and I was like, Whew. and it was late and I was like, 
you know, ready to just plop into bed. And he comes in where I was like brushing my teeth and washing my face. He goes, did you use the green bottle? And I was like, yeah, it was right by the mop. Why? He goes, that's not the right cleaner. That's only the enzyme kind that you use if there's a, a doggy accident. I was like, what? Why was it right by the mop? And I was just like, I would, I went, because I've made that mistake once before. And then, because I could tell he was worried that that was going to be too harsh on the floors. Mm-hmm. I re-mopped the entire house with the correct stuff but before i did you guys i had the worst most embarrassing meltdown like it was the ugliest my husband see me i grabbed i went i was like why was it stored right by the mop and i grabbed a sharpie and i took the bottle of this hard floor cleaner that has the enzymes in it for if there's an accident and i i'm not even kidding you with a giant sharpie I wrote the word urine on it 500 times. I was like, urine, 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 urine. I'm never going to accidentally use this one again. And poor Glenn, he kept trying to crack jokes. And I was like, it's oh, not that's funny always yet. That's it's not helpful. funny yet. And then yeah, finally. Read, read the room, Glenn. I, like, I just, he said one more thing and I busted a gut. I'm like, okay, it is funny now. Oof. So now I've got this hideous bottle that says urine all over it because I was having a temper tantrum like a two-year-old. Not one of my finer moments for sure. (laughs) Didn't you tell us the other day you guys just got like cameras in your house? No, we just have a ring doorbell. Oh man, I was hoping there was video of you losing it yesterday. (laughs) Throwing your your three-year-old temper tantrum. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. And you know, what's so neat is my husband still loves me through it all. Mm. He shows me so much kindness and compassion. I I wrote him a note this morning apologizing for my behavior once again. (laughs) And um, what's hilarious is he just texted me. He's still trying to make it a funny um, he, I know he's not listening to the show right now, so he has no idea. I just told the floors story, mm-hmm. and he was responding to me about something else that's going on. And he goes, "By the way, the floors seem especially clean." <laughs> that's funny because <laughs> they had to be mopped twice. The whole idea is the wrong cleaner. I, I mean, I'm, I don't know how you guys roll, but in our house, I've had to learn with my wife and my kids mm-hmm. because I'm the guy who tries. I try to make light and defuse the situation. Mm-hmm. I go for the funny. And yeah. I've had to learn, like, you're not seeing this from their perspective. Yeah. Back off and let them, just let them vent for a little while. Right. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to be funny. Don't try to logically point out how they're, because when someone is emotionally yeah. spiraling, they are not listening to mm-hmm. anything except not their really. own ranting. Yeah. And, <laughs> and all you do by trying to be funny is give them more opportunity right. to rant and get mad. And by the way, my husband totally wanted to be the one that remopped the floors. He pretty much begged me. But I said, <laughs> I am so crabby about everything, including the floors. This is the only way I can burn off the anger. Right. I have to mop <laughs> myself. Gritted teeth and a twitching eye, you said, get your hands off of the mop. <laughs> he kept saying, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? I'm like, nothing. Just go away. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.